Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It is the first Sunday in Lent. Um, it's weird to, to say that to you all. I have heard a number of people remark that it feels like we have been in Lent for about a year now. And yet we are beginning Lent again. And I'm trying to, to make sense of it all and how this practice of Lent can shape our spiritual lives and help us prepare for the gift of Easter. Um, I'm not sure if y'all caught it in the reading in the gospel that we just heard. It is action-packed and fast. I mean, look at this. The Spirit lands on Jesus. A voice comes from heaven. You are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And immediately Jesus is gone out into the wilderness. He is there for 40 days tempted by Satan and hanging out with the wild beasts. There's also angels waiting on him. And that's it. And then he's off to do ministry. We get nothing more. I mean, just think about all of that captured in just those two sentences. He ends up in the wilderness for 40 days, hanging out with Satan and a bunch of wild beasts, and then he goes off and proclaims the good news. And we hear nothing more. You know what I think about when I think about hanging out with Satan and the wild beasts? Middle school. You got to bear with me. Middle school's tough. I don't know if any of y'all remember those days. I do uh, a little bit. I've suppressed most of those memories. Um, I came across an article on Friday that was somehow ended up in my Apple news feed and it sounded like it'd be more constructive than reading anything about current events. And there was this article about this, this middle-aged woman had been remembering her experience in middle school. And she decided, she was curious about what's happened to the life of the person who tormented her for those few years. And then she began to wonder what everybody else's experience in middle school would be. So she began the great hunting down of people on Facebook and social media and reaching out to her classmates and specifically the one who tormented her. She started interviewing her classmates and then she got a message back from that wild beast that she didn't want to remember saying, I'm not sure I want to talk to you. And she's like, look, I promise you this is purely for, I'm just doing some interviews. I promise not to be judgmental and hold nothing over you. I promise not to be mean. And so friend said, okay. I didn't want to hear from you because I knew that I was cruel and I was mean and I'm sorry. 
So the, the woman began to kind of ask questions and prod. And it turned out that the person that she was talking to had been experiencing all these horrible things in her home life that had caused her to be mean in response. And so the story that, was, that I was reading was talking about kind of the long-term consequences of bullying and how it impacts you for, for 30 years, um, as she was coming to realize. And it was interesting because, and this is, this is what, where it's significant, that when the woman apologized and then shared her own trauma that had caused her to respond in that way, what the author said was she in her own, after 30 years, 30 years later after this experience, she found her self-confidence being restored. She found herself in some ways actually being healed through understanding of that story and that trauma. Now, I promise I'm going to try to, to, to make sense and wrap this all up. One of my middle school experiences that I remember is, and I wrote about this in Reflection several months ago, was when I went to Boy Scout camp. I was 11 years old. And Wesley sat me down on a bed. This was, I think, the, the night after I'd had my face painted with blue and red Sharpie. And he told me the 50 reasons why he hated me. You know, I'm like 11 years old. Like, how do you have 50 reasons that you hate me? I was so mad at Wesley. Until another guy pulled me aside and goes, John you realize that those are the exact same reasons that somebody sent Wesley down the year before and told him why they hated him. So what did I do? Did I forgive Wesley? I sent some, I sat some poor 11-year-old the next year down on his bed and told him the 50 reasons why I hated him. Here's how we work as human beings. Here's what we do. In our own natural defense mechanisms, we respond to protect ourselves in ways that can be cruel. But usually, it comes from a place of insecurity within ourselves. The way that we respond is just a defense mechanism. I mean, think about, you know, the other interesting thing about the, the, the woman who had written the article was in interviewing all of her classmates, she had to wrestle with the ways that she had been cruel to her classmates as well. I share this kind of larger metaphor for how we relate to one another because the scripture uses this metaphor of sending us into the wilderness. It's interesting to me that Jesus receives the Spirit in baptism. In his baptism, 
he receives the Spirit coming down and saying that he is well pleased. And then it sends him off into the wilderness to confront demons, to be tempted. But it's in wilderness, it is in wilderness that you have nothing else to survive on. It's in wilderness that you are reduced to being dependent upon God. Listen to the collect that is written for today. And if you're looking in your bulletin, it's on page 13. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Let each one of us find you mighty to save. It is interesting to me that we have two ways of responding to other people in our common life together. We can respond out of our own insecurity. We can respond the way that we have been conditioned to through our formation, through our middle school experiences believing that we can be strong enough, secure enough to stand against the ills of the world. Or, or we can trust in God who is mighty to save. We can believe that our weaknesses actually allow us a place to enter differently by receiving God's grace. It's hard for me to, to, to make sense of trying a, um, we've, we've got 40 days of Lent now that we're on the first Sunday of Lent. We um, have had an entire year of learning new ways of being and being stretched and challenged and fasting. And yet, we are still struggling to relate to one another. I think we do a good job at St. Stephen's. Um, so it's very hopeful. But as people... We're still wrestling with the scars of our human existence, of years of trauma, of, of failing to be vulnerable and trusting in God in our lives. As we begin this Lent, I want to invite you into a new wilderness one where you cannot depend on your own strength and your own defense mechanisms. 
and to have the daring confidence to believe that God will still lift you up. Because let each one of us find God mighty to save through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.